This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. First one of the week. Hard to believe, but with All-Star break and the chaos with the DeMarcus Cousins trade, we are back and ready to go, and it should be a fun night tonight at the Smoothie King Center. I'm Daniel Salerson filling in for Sean Kelly, and I hope everyone is ready between Mardi Gras and the game tonight. Uh, this place, the city, will be popping uh, tonight in downtown. Pelicans and Rockets tonight at the Smoothie King Center. First game back. Uh, from the All-Star break, and it was a, a very uh, a very uh, eventful All-Star break, I should say, and we're not even talking about the All-Star game, even though it was Anthony Davis scoring 52 points, winning MVP, setting a record for most points scored in an All-Star game, but of course, did the Marcus Cousins trade uh, overshadowing that, uh, but for a good cause, as the Pelicans acquired Cousins and Caspi from the Kings in exchange for uh, two picks. Buddy Heal, Tyreek Emmons, and Langston Galloway. We wish all those three a best, the best in Sacramento. But Cousins was officially introduced yesterday uh, to the media. Same with Caspi. And, of course, you can check that out on Pelicans.com and the Pelicans mobile app. And, uh, boy, I think everyone in here is so excited. The sales staff is, is ready. Tickets are flying off the shelves. Uh, nearing a sellout tonight for the game. And, boy, and it's also Mardi Gras Madness at the game so of course the traditional parade at halftime the crew of uh the crew will go out there and throw some beads it'll, it'll be an exciting night at the smoothie king center and of course the rockets come in town which has some uh, former friends be making their uh return trip back to the big easy that's eric gordon and ryan anderson of course gordon made his return during the uh, all-star saturday night festivities and end up winning the three-point contest but uh should be a great game tonight at the smoothie king center and of course we have you covered for that game and uh, the whole Cousins situation uh, today on today's show with Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com and Mark Spears from The Undefeated on ESPN.com. Mark's been here basically through All-Star Week, and, of course, his family uh, is from here, or he has family here, so he's been here a lot covering the, the trade, and he'll be at the game tonight. Sean Kelly got his thoughts about the Cousins trade yesterday before Cousins was introduced. We'll play that for you. And, of course, Jim Eikenhofer will give us his thoughts uh, on tonight's game and the trade itself. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. We have a lot to get to on today's show. We'll start with Mark Spears uh, talking with Sean Kelly, and then I'll speak with Jim Eikenhofer on today's show. It's all Pelicans, and we're ready to roll. Stay with us. This is the Black and Blue Report. It's time to win the night with family and friends with your New Orleans Pelicans. New season ticket holders coming on board for the 2017-18 season will get their next three games on us, including free beer and pre-game warm-up access with the team. This offer is only good through March 3rd, so call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. With the new Contour Sports app from Cox, you can watch a game live and track multiple games at once, all right there on your TV. Gone are the days of watching one football game while repeatedly having to check the scores of another game on your phone. The Sports app is part of the new Contour from Cox. Hurry to a Cox Solution store or visit cox.com contour to learn more. Cox, official partner and home court champion of the New Orleans Pelicans. 
Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. It's his first time inside Studio B. Not his first time with us. You all know Mark Spears, who's now, of course, with the undefeated and ESPN.com. First of all, welcome home. It's been an extended stay, I know, uh, due to many circumstances, but great to have you here in our studio in person, Mark. I don't get a complimentary king cake for coming in the studio. We man. can get you one cent. Although I'm sure, knowing your family, you've eaten very well over the last week or I so. Have, I have. Yes. You guys did send me uh, uh, King Baby bobblehead. Yeah. What'd you think when you saw that thing? I was ecstatic. Oh, okay. I got a collection of bobbleheads at second and nine. Uh huh. Probably about have a hundred or so. Dang. Top of my desk. If you see me do a Sports Center live hit, you'll. That's true. Bobbleheads collection. Those are all yours. That wasn't some. Oh, I mean, all mine, man. All I'm yours. Take them serious. I'm about to take you to my office and let you pick through some of those to see oh, if you no, miss I, anything. I'm, I'm gonna get a couple. Okay. Okay. See, that's my payment right there. Thank you. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Um, you've always been kind enough to join us. And shoot, I think last week I wanted to have you on because I thought you wrote just a fantastic piece about the Temple family. Um, mm-hmm. up in Baton Rouge, yeah. and uh, we never did get a chance to connect, and then All-Star Weekend happened, and then Anthony Davis wins MVP, yeah. and now we've got DeMarcus Cousins being introduced as the newest member of the Pelicans. Um, I'm trying to think of a busier time in this franchise's history. It'd be tough. It's maybe This is about as great a couple of days as it's had. Yeah, 07, 08 maybe. That yeah. was, that was the, the team that went all the way to Game 7 of the second yeah. round. Well, I'm talking about the Pelicans. Oh, yeah. But the, the franchise goes back to a no, two. No, no, I don't. Yeah. I know that. Under this, under, under this, this nickname. Yes, is, this is probably the best week under this nickname. How big is big? Well, you know, I live out in Northern California. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to a ton of Warriors games, but I go to a lot of Kings games too. I've seen Cousins close up. I don't think Pelicans fans realize how good he is. He is an absolute pleasure to watch as a player. I, you know, I played in college. I wasn't on his level, but I played in the post. So to see somebody who plays in the post at his size, he's humongous. To be able to do what he does is is amazing to me. Um, he can shoot threes from about nearly a 40% rate. Mm-hmm. He has handles like a guard. He has footwork. I call it Fred, Fred Flintstone bowling footwork, Twink, twinkle toes. On a dinosaur body. It's amazing to see him move. He can shoot the mid-range jumper. Uh, he has spin moves like crazy, like ballerina. His post-game, he just destroys people. He has no problem using his size, his speed, his surprising agility, his strength. I think he may be perhaps next to Wilt Chamberlain, the greatest offensive, and, and maybe Akeem. Like he's in that class as far as talent offensively. But Will didn't have threes to shoot and wouldn't have. You know, Akeem didn't shoot threes. It was pretty much post. Mikhail was post. He does it all. And uh, Pelicans fans will soon see it and and appreciate it close at hand. He, I think he'll they'll fall in love with him instantly. Let me ask questions for those who have asked me questions, and maybe you'll have answers that perhaps I couldn't share with them. Mm-hmm. Number one, how did this all go down? What have you learned about the mechanics of the deal itself? Yeah. Well, it was, it was surprising that it – went down when when it did. Um, but I give Dell Dems credit to strike the iron while it was hot. If they would have if if the Kings would have been more patient, which they should have been, perhaps there would have been a more lucrative deal. Perhaps the Lakers would have included Brandon Ingram in the deal. And somehow they convinced him 
that, you know what, you, you need to do this now. Like, they did this on All-Star Sunday in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think a lot of people feel like the Kings got fleeced. It's how you guys were able to send a pick with protection on it <laughs> for the top three is, is amazing to me. Like, there was no way they should agree to a, a deal with protection. They were in the position of power. So why do it? So uh, I was stunned that the trade was made. And, you know, kudos to Dell for basically being able to get one of the top five players in the league, in my opinion. And now you have the two best big men in the league on the same team. This is like Akeem and Ralph Sampson or, or, or Parrish and McHale or uh, David Robinson and Tim Duncan. This is something that you rarely see. And if Drew Holiday could give him great guard play, whew, they're going to be a load to deal with, man. Okay. Can you can you see in your mind's eye what this might look like on the floor? Um, uh, they need shooters. Cas- now, we could talk Caspi, too. Mm-hmm. I think Caspi and, and need some other guys that can spread the floor to give Davis and – and and boogie their room because both of them like to take the ball off the dribble. Um, so uh, it's going to be a work in progress. That's the one thing that's hard is there's going to be expectations to make the playoffs now. You're only out two and a half games, but it's still a work in progress. Like even with the talent, you can't just uh, immediately expect them to be amazing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there could be. Some growing pains. Expect some growing pains. Expect some frustration. But who knows? Maybe it's like Pau Gasol when he went to the Lakers midseason and boom, it, it, in 2010, and it works. We'll see. Um, but if it does hit like a you know bow rocket, this is a scary team for anybody in the league to play. I agree. I just I'm with you though. I don't think they have the luxury of time yeah. to figure this out. We'll see. Yeah. Again, like like in the flip side, Carmelo goes to New York, and and they struggle because you know you need to train in camp. It, it, so every team is it's it's you will see. You you've watched him closer than I have. I mean, I'm certainly I've seen him four times a year in person, and certainly countless times on television. But as you mentioned, you you live there, um, and probably know the inner workings more so than than I would or most people in yeah. this market do. Do the non-playing DeMarcus Cousins issues come with him to New Orleans? What's your take on that? Non, non-playing? The technical fouls, the, the it's, locker room it's, it's issues. Part of his, his, the, the emotion is part of his game. Mm-hmm. I also think a lot of his emotion comes with the frustration of losing. Uh, I had an interview with him where he said he just really takes losing really hard. Um, I had another interview where he said his mom always told him to, you know, keep his emotions, put his emotions on his sleeve and let people know how he feels. Perhaps what happened in Sacramento might have shaken him up a lot. I think it shook him up a lot. The fact that they traded him, stung him, hurt him. He wanted to be in Sacramento forever. So I'm curious to see what kind of effect it has on him as a professional on the way he plays, because when he's dialed in and he just plays like when you saw with USA Basketball, Mm -hmm. where they won every game, dangerous. A dangerous, dangerous, dangerous player. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah. 
off the court, I don't know that there's anybody better in the league. I've gone to his Santa Cuz event where he he does this in Mobile as well, where he finds they get a, give him 100 kids and he gives them all each $200 to go on a shopping spree with underprivileged kids. There was a kid in uh, Sacramento High School kid, football player who died. Cousins paid for the funeral. Um, there was a, a guy who uh, basically got in a car accident, lost his car, ended up getting in the motor, getting a motorcycle, and got in a motorcycle accident and died. Cousins bought his family a van. You know, that's just the stuff he right. does. Right. Does the proximity to Mobile affect the situation? I think it helps. Yep. Mom probably be around more. Um, his games are played in Mobile, I think. Correct, right? Yes. So, I think it's cool that, like, I I grew up in the Bay Area. You know, my family ties are here. But being on radio, being on TV at home, like, it's cool. And he can't tell me that his games being on TV every game in Mobile isn't isn't cool for him. Like, all us people could watch. So, I think that helps. I mean, obviously, he's lost a lot of money, uh, $30 million to be exact. But... To me, this is the kind of city that will embrace him. I, I, I think this is kind of city where you could be a different personality, and that's okay. They're fine with that. Very much you so. You know, my the radio guy there that you know well, Grant Napier, said a black cloud has left Sacramento with his departure. I told my uncle that, um, and he says, well, there's a lot of black clouds in New Orleans. You know? <laughs> that's a New Orleans answer, isn't it? I love it. I love it. Um, before I let you go, last thing and probably most important of all, um, and you alluded to it just a moment ago, are the Pelicans a playoff team now? Um, oh, yeah. Got to no, get I, in. That, well, I'm just saying, can they, can they get in? It's they got to win. I think they got to win about 65% of their games. They should be okay. But you get the Warriors in the first round. But if there's one thing that bothers the Warriors, it's size. It's size. Oh, and by the way, maybe the guy who knows the Warriors more than anybody else is the head coach here in Alvin Gentry. Huh? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? We shall see. Bring me back see. for uh, for Jazz Fest. That would be perfect because that means <laughs> that means this team will be, still be playing. Good yes, to sir. see you. Um, I know it was an extended visit. All the best to you I'm and your okay. family. Thank yep. you, sir. Yep. Mark Spears with us from the Undefeated in ESPN.com. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. 
Good stuff there from Sean Kelly and Mark Spears. And yes, it is Thursday, but because we didn't have a show on Tuesday, we thought we'd bring in Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com as he was nice enough to grace us with his presence in Studio B. I know he's been doing a lot of national media interviews, so uh, I'm really surprised he actually agreed to do this with us since he's such a big timer now. And uh, Jim, it's been a, it's been a wild few days, wouldn't you say? certainly has as you referenced um i did nba tv last night not as prestigious as being on your show um i'm used to tuesdays but thursdays works just fine and there's so many things to talk about because it's been an unbelievable last three or four days would you say that if you weren't talking to my face right now about this is more important than nba tv (laughs) (laughs) what did i not sound sincere i was trying to be I was trying to be as sincere as, as I could possibly be there. All right. So. Well, your check's still in the mail for this okay. appearance. Good. Jim, let's talk about that real quick before we get into um, the trade, that the national media attention that the Pelicans are getting. Um, usually when we go to media availability, um, there's not that many people there. It's granted me, you, uh, a few writers. You have room to stand. And yesterday <laughs> was not the case as I was actually ready to throw some bows to get some a good media position. So, I mean, how much does – it's amazing how one player, one trade can change the uh, outlook of one team, especially uh, the attention they're getting uh, not only locally but nationally. Sure. I was very alarmed when I almost saw a violent side of you come out that I don't think I've ever seen before in all the years I've worked with you. So Got to protect that was, home court. That, that was interesting. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's it's it, this is kind of inside uh, baseball, but a lot of the road games I'm by myself. So, like, for example, the – one of the things that stood out to me was when we were in Sacramento last week, coincidentally, when the Buddy Heald thing happened where he got ejected from the game. After the game, I was the only person in the locker room. Yeah. So it's kind of, I mean, we you know, we have a video guy um, who, or girl who's there and um, every game with me. But it's funny sometimes to look around and realize, like, hey, where is everybody? So, yeah, it's been, it's been, um, it's been cr- great, though, to see the exposure for the team and just to see all the people here. Um, we're in Metairie right now at the practice facility waiting for shoot-around, and there's TV trucks parked outside the gate. And um, I was talking to one of the, the guys that opens the gate here, and he was joking to me about how uh, he was, you know, kind of a traffic cop shuffling everybody in and out. So, But, yeah, it's been, it's been uh, just a, a wave of attention. It seems like when you turn on ESPN or definitely NBA TV, they're talking about the Pelicans constantly. So that's been pretty pretty unique. So Sunday, we were both together watching the All-Star game at the arena, and when these rumors started coming up, we were sitting in my office. I remember saying, is this really going to happen? I don't think it's going to happen. There's no way. This could be a smokescreen. They could Mm -hmm. be trying just to uh, bump up the value of Cousins, and then as soon as I leave the arena on Sunday night, there it was, DeMarcus Cousins heading to the Kings. What were your thoughts, your initial thoughts, when you heard that Boogie was coming to the Big Easy? I mean, first of all, when we were talking before the all-star game, it's, it just reminded me of, you know, dozens of other conversations that we have or people have in general when you hear rumors, because there's always trade rumors and 99% of the time, nothing ever happens. So to me, it was like fun to talk about, but realistic, I didn't think it was realistic that anything would actually happen. But my, my first reaction was just, I was shocked um, because it, it, I just didn't think it was feasible. I thought, there were so many teams out there that were interested in him. And so for it to, for him to come here, it was just surprising to me. And it was, it was very surreal after the game because um, 
it was like simultaneous with Anthony Davis winning MVP of the All-Star game and attending his press conference and just coincidentally like 20 feet away from me. I mean, there's so many reporters at the All-Star game, but 20 feet away from me was Jason Jones from the Sacramento Bee. So it was just funny to see like that news come down and I ended up talking to him for a while just because it was just it, I mean, it was something like I got we got to talk about this right now. So it was uh, but but you know, it was my reaction was just I was stunned. It was hard to even focus on the fact that, okay, one of your players just won MVP of the All-Star Game, which is a huge honor when when news like that happened. And even AD, I think, himself talked about how he was already, like, spinning forward in his head of mm-hmm. well, how is this going to, you know, what are, what are some of the things that we can do now that we have a player like this on the team? So how does this all work? I know, and obviously what you're talking about, I think this that news overshadowed Anthony Davis scoring 52 points in the All-Star game. But yeah. it was good reason to have it overshadowed just for the fact that there was a lot of buzz talking about this team. So you have two players uh, averaging 20 and 10. There's only three in the league that are doing so right now, and you have two of them. A lot of people are jumping to the comparisons of Tim Robinson and, and Tim – or David Robinson and Tim Duncan together, some of the best front court duos in the NBA. Obviously, we haven't seen – these two play together, which we will see tonight. How do you think these two fit together along with Drew Holiday uh, in an Alvin Gentry offense? I think it's going to be interesting because they're both very versatile. They have pretty wide range of skills that they can bring to the court on offense. So I don't think that they're going to get in each other's way very much um, just because they both can play beyond the three-point arc. And um, Cousins is shooting 35 36% from three this year. AD is on pace to take more than he's ever taken in a season. So I don't think they're going to, you know, collide with each other or both be like, okay, I'm this is my spot on the floor. I think they both can do enough things that that won't be as much of an issue. But um, I think one of the, the, mo- the most – one of the things I'm the most curious about or interested to see is just – if you think about it, all these teams in the NBA that have played against New Orleans and Sacramento over the last few years – they spend a ton of time game planning before the game of okay, how do we slow Cousins down when he played the Kings, and how do you how do you contain AD when he played the Pelicans? Now you have two guys that you have to worry about. So how how is that going to affect other teams' defenses? And if if teams in the past have had one guy that they really liked against a certain matchup, like for example, um, somebody like Marcus Saul sometimes has guarded AD pretty well. But now you have to worry about AD and Cousins. And how many teams have two guys that can, can you can be really confident going into the game that both of them can hold their own against um, those two players? So I think that's going to be just fascinating to watch to see what other teams try to do to, to handle the, the, the big problem that those two guys present. Is this situation a point guard's dream for Drew Holiday and Tim Frazier that you have all these options? Yet alone, you still have Drew to worry about. Not just the guys down low, but... If there's double-teaming Cousins and Davis, uh, Drew Holiday, a fantastic three-point shooter, and Tim yep. Frazier, a great facilitator, I mean, it's pick-your-poison time now. You know, not only do I think it's a point guard's dream, but I think it's a shooter's dream because now those AD and, and Cousins command so much attention that you would think that the perimeter shooters on this team, such as Etwan Moore, are going to be more open than they've ever been probably in their whole career. So... To me, that that's another thing that I think is going to be really interesting to watch is how well the, the Pelicans shoot on three-pointers, but also the looks that they get. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure we're going to be able to judge that in a short term because you know how shooting is. It's, it goes up and down. But I think over the course of 
the last 20 something games you could see a, a spike in in the accuracy in the percentages that guys shoot and also um even going forward this is another conversation you know we can't talk about free agency in terms of names and stuff like that but i mean i would think if i'm a shooter somewhere and i'm looking at where i want to play this summer when you have a chance to play with two guys like this it, it's something really interesting and something that you would look at and also by the way it was like 75 degrees and sunny in new orleans in february yesterday so just just going to throw that out there. That's another conversation as far as free agent <laughs> destinations, but this certainly does help. But you mentioned shooters. The Pelicans also acquired a shooter in this trade. I think a lot of people, nothing against Caspi. Obviously, Cousins is the bigger name, but Omri Caspi in the last three years shooting almost 40% from three. Uh, this could be a perfect fit for them. The Pelicans had him for a brief moment in the Oshik trade and then waived him, but he's staying here now, and I think this is a perfect fit for him. Sure. I mean, it's hard to predict what kind of role he's going to have or how much of a role he will have. And he's been injured the last few weeks and hope, hopefully he'll be back tonight and be able to play. But um, that was one thing, very underrated part of the trade was bringing him in and something people haven't talked about. When you look at that, the Pelicans lost three guys in the trade that they had to give up to, to be able to pull it off. You, you'd think like, okay, well the depth is going to be a concern now, but I really think that if you still look at this team on paper, their second unit is pretty good. There's a lot of good players. You still have Terrence Jones. You still have um, Multi Eunice. If you stick with the starting lineup that probably most people project, you still have Dante Cunningham coming off the bench. You have Frazier, as you mentioned, and then you have Caspi. So, and there's a few other guys as well. So, I mean, he was a, he was he could definitely be a piece that helps a lot. And somebody that makes you say like, even as much as people approved of this trade, it's even better if he plays well. I know there could be more trades coming as we're talking before the trade deadline happens at 2 o'clock Central today, but with only three guards on the roster, is that concerning only from the fact that you don't have a lot of depth there or because there could be trades that it's not something to worry about or what are your thoughts on? You have a lot of big men, you have some wings, and you only have three guards right now. I don't look at it as a huge concern because I also think that there are certain guys that can swing over to play the two, like Solomon Hill can definitely play some two guard if you need to. Um, but there, there is definitely now a situation where the, the front court is a lot, has a lot more depth than the back court does, but I still think that you have enough guys to fill the minutes that are available right now with, with the players that you have. Let's talk about expectations. Cause, uh, and understandably there, when the cousins trade became official, people were talking playoffs. Pelicans are two and a half games back. People are even going as far as, wow, this would be an interesting matchup between the Pelicans and the Warriors if they made the playoffs, and I'm kind of like, pump the brakes a little bit. We still haven't seen these guys play with each other, and there might be some growing pains. Sure. But expectations for you for these last 25 games. One, I feel like heading into these games before the All-Star break on the road, you get a little worried just because the Pelicans haven't been a good road team. But now with this roster, you feel like you could win every game. You should be confident that you could win every game heading into the games. What are What should fans... What should their expectations be for these last 25 games? I think to me, obviously, everyone is focused on whether they're going to make the playoffs or not, and rightfully so, because that you it would be great to see them be able to extend the season and be able to play into the postseason and make it for the second time in the last three years. To me, I w- if, if it was flat-footed right now where like there was five teams in the West and everyone was even in the standings, say Denver and New Orleans had exactly the same record, I would – I would sit here and say, flat out, the goal needs to be make the playoffs, and if they don't make it, I'll be disappointed. But with the two-and-a-half game gap that they have, which is kind of almost three when you 
think that they're down 1-0 to Denver in the head-to-head series. I think it's a little different because if you if you do start off slowly or you know so-so in these first few games with, with when you're trying to put everybody together and you're playing against some good teams you could end up you could end up maybe a little even further back from 8th than you are now and then you're you're talking about 20 something games left so i mean right now there's 25 so i i see a scenario where you know it does take a little while and you put yourself in a position where you your margin for error is really small so i don't think people should look at it like it's guaranteed that they're going to make the playoffs or that if they don't make the playoffs it's a massive failure just because they're in they're they're kind of digging out of where they are the position they put themselves in from the, f- the first half of the season with different players, obviously. So that that's kind of the way I would look at it. We're running out of time here. I could talk to you for, <coughs> excuse me, forever about the situation uh, with the trades and the trade deadline, but I do want to talk about the Houston Rockets tonight who are playing very well. Um, they lost the game before heading into the All-Star break, but uh, battling up there for the two seed. Um, obviously, Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson coming back for the first time. James Harden's been playing out of his mind. Uh, a very tough challenge uh, to start off the unofficial second half of the season. It really is, and it's funny with everything that's been going on. This is a sign right right there of just how much has been happening and how, how big the story has been, that the fact that the Rockets are coming in, to me, under normal cir- circumstances, would be a huge story and a huge part of the conversation with the two guys that are coming back in. But it's kind of been pushed to, uh, to the side a little bit, but... It's funny just how everything is, how everything went with this, where they they end up being the first team to play here, but um, I feel like the Pelicans have a little bit of a score to settle with the game that they played against them in Houston early in the season. It was kind of embarrassing, the way that game went. That the Rockets were, they set the record for threes, three point attempts in a game, and they I don't want to say they were rubbing it in, but it was it was it was a it was not fun to be down twenty something points and seeing them still shoot threes with you know, a minute yeah. or two left in the game. So uh, that's part of it. And, but um, they've had a great year and they've, they've cooled off a little bit. Like right before the all-star break, they seem to slow down a little bit, but it's, it's going to be a, it'll be a really interesting game. And the other thing, the other story that is kind of on the back burner is the trade deadline because the Pelicans yeah. have already like, normally we'd be talking about that a ton about man, two, 2 PM today. That's the trade deadline. What's going to happen. But it's just everything's been kind of overwhelmed by the by the Cousins and Caspi trade that happened already. Yeah, so there's plenty more to discuss, and uh, we'll probably do that tonight, Jim, on uh, Pelicans OT. Um, I expect a full hour of show with a bunch of callers. Hopefully, fans will interact with us. Hopefully, we're talking about a win. We'll recap the tread deadline, recap the win, and also preview the weekend trip against Dallas and Oklahoma City. I'll be on the trip. Perfect timing for me to be on one. Definitely. And, uh, Jim, buckle up. It's going to be one heck of a day, my friend. Yeah, no doubt. I'm looking forward to it. I think people around the city are really fired up for this game, and it's going to be pretty packed tonight in the arena. All right. When we come back, I'll wrap up this Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things 
like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Ochsner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-Ochsner or visit ochsner.org. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to win the night with your bug by scoring the Guys Night Out ticket package presented by Coors Light. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four Coors Light beers, plus two collectible pint glasses, all for as low as $50. Win the night with the next Guys Night Out on Thursday, February 23rd against the Houston Rockets. Visit pelicans.com to plan your Guys Night Out today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Man, I could have gone on forever with Jim Eichenhofer, but uh, I appreciate him coming on today. It's a very busy day here uh, on the campus of the Saints and the Pelicans as the Pelicans get ready uh, for tonight's game. We'll have plenty of coverage for you on the radio starting at 5.30 with the Alvin Gentry Show. Plenty to talk about with Coach as he gets ready for his first game with his two big men. I should say fire and ice with DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis. And then uh, starting at 6.30, I'll have Pelicans warm up for you from outside the uh, team shop, inside the Smoothie King Center. And then Sean Kelly and John DeShazer will have the call starting at 7 o'clock. And, of course, full coverage on Fox Sports New Orleans with Jen Hale, Joel Myers, and David Wesley. On tomorrow's show, not only will we talk about last night's game, we'll also talk a little football. Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network will kind of give us a little preview of the Combine next week. And, of course, we'll have plenty of reaction from Pelicans and Rockets tonight. And we hope to see you all at the Smoothie King Center tonight for the game. It's Mardi Gras Madness. Make sure you're there. And if you're not there, enjoy the parades. Muses and a bunch more roll tonight uptown. I hope you enjoy. Muses is one of my favorite ones. So I'm saddened that I get to miss it today or I have to miss it tonight. But uh, it's a, a worthy excuse of why I won't be there as far as the Pelicans and the Rockets. And, of course, I'll have post game for you on the Pelicans Radio Network. Don't forget to call in. I'll have Jim Mike and Offer on there as well. And I'll give away tickets. Uh, let's go up some other nicknames. I know Fire and Ice seems to be the one for Boogie and AD, but your uh, calls will be welcome, and we'll have some fun on the postgame show tonight after the game. That'll do it for today's show. Hope you all have a great rest of your day. Happy Mardi Gras. Enjoy the festivities. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. The Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.